As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Game week 16 is behind us and it's another short turnaround this week with another deadline on Tuesday at 6pm UK time. Don't miss it. COVID-19 could be about to wreak even more havoc for us fantasy managers with issues reported at Manchester United and Aston Villa over the last 48 hours. Hopefully the disruption won't be too bad, but the main advice is don't make early transfers. Whenever you're listening to this, wait until close to the deadline before making your decisions for the game week. On today's episode, I'll run through the game week 16 headlines, do a quick game week review, update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter, and discuss game week 17 captaincy and transfers. There will be another Athletic FPL podcast on Friday to preview the weekend's action, so make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening for that one. And if you'd like to become a subscriber to The Athletic, which I recommend doing so, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount for new subscribers. The headlines from Game Week 16, Connor Gallagher produced his fourth double-digit return of the season, scoring a brace against Everton for a 15-pointer. I really need to get this guy into my team at some point in the near future. It was a weekend of penalties. Jorginho scored two for Chelsea, while Cristiano Ronaldo, Yuri Tielemans, Brian Mbumo, Raheem Sterling, Rafinha and Mohamed Salah were all on the score sheet from the spots. Emmanuel Dennis scored again for Watford to become the highest scoring forward in the game on 84 points. Raul Jimenez got himself sent off against Manchester City. He's now suspended for the Brighton game midweek. David De Gea put in a big performance to preserve the clean sheet for Manchester United, making a string of top saves on his way to a 10-pointer. Arsenal stopper Aaron Ramsdale went one better, scoring 11 points in the 3-0 win over Southampton. Despite conceding twice, Antonio Rudiger walked away with 9 points from the Leeds game, having won the two penalties that Jorginho dispatched. 40% owned Mikel Antonio made it 7 games without a goal as West Ham drew 0-0 at Burnley. 
And finally, James Madison had another huge game week, getting a goal and two assists in the 4-0 win over Newcastle. That's 43 points over the last four game weeks for the Leicester midfielder. The shout-outs from the weekend. We have a new member to the 59th Minute Club. Now, this guy has been trying his best to get in there over the last couple of game weeks. Sean Dyche has been doing his best with early substitutions to get Chris Wood into the club, and he's finally there. He had a 58-minute appearance recently. He had a 60-minute appearance as well, and now finally he gets the all-important 59th-minute substitution. So welcome to the club, Chris Wood. He's the most high-profile player so far to join it but again not exactly high profile when it's Chris Wood who very few people own disappointing season I think he's only got three goals and he has been taken off early a lot this season notable mentions players who didn't make it to 60 Shackleton at Leeds 58 there was quite a few players who played 57 minutes Richardson Oxlade Chamberlain Fabian Delph and Tom Cleverley Johnny Evans manages five minutes for Leicester, continues to have injury problems. Gundogan was taken off after 55 minutes and he has a back issue, according to Pep Guardiola. Said Ben Rama played 69 minutes for West Ham and Sancho just 66 minutes for Manchester United. A quick review of how Game Week 16 went for me. It wasn't a good one. I dropped 10,000 places, so 61 points saw a drop of 21k to 31k. Not a disaster, but a very frustrating game. We just lots of players I didn't own did well, the likes of Gallagher, Dennis and Ronaldo. I used my two free transfers. I got rid of Sun because the game was off. I also got rid of Brownhill and I brought in Bernardo Silva and Jared Bowen went for a strong, strong bench for this Christmas period. The goods, Ramsdale with 11, just been brilliant for me since I brought him in. Trent with his usual nine-pointer, Cancelo seven, but frustratingly now suspended for the midweek games. Alonso got the assist despite conceding two goals. Captain Salah with 16 and Bernardo Silva with six. Good to see him get a return on his first appearance in my squad. The bad, I benched Rafinha, got seven points. So that was that was a cruel blow as a double Chelsea defensive owner. That penalty really, really hurt the rank. And there was blanks for Reese James, Jota, Bowen, Antonio and Josh King. The King one was frustrating, hit the post. And then Dennis scored a header from the resulting corner. Jota, obviously frustrating as well. I put him in my starting eleven. I hoped he would either play from the start or miss out completely. The one-pointer blocked the Rafinha points. And I know Jota blocked a lot of points for managers this weekend. But again, I would do exactly the same thing again. I would always start Jota in that scenario. A watch list updates. Players removed, first of all, three strikers. So there's only three or four strikers on my watch list now at the moment. Callum Wilson is gone because he plays for Newcastle and they were pretty dreadful against Leicester. Newcastle also have a very tough run of fixtures coming up in the next three. So Wilson is not in my thoughts anymore. Lukaku is gone as well because he's not starting games. So we can't invest until he is. And also Jamie Vardy, who is getting rotated quite a bit now. So all three of those guys are gone. Players added to the watch list following game week 16. Martin Odegaard at Arsenal. Three goals in three games. He only costs 5.4 million. So for the first time this season, he's on the watch list. I still think I prefer the likes of Smith Rowe and Saka 
if I was going for an Arsenal asset, but Odegaard has certainly caught the eye with his goals. A player I sold a few weeks ago is back on the watch list, Brian Mbumo. He punished this week as well as a non-owner scoring that very, very, very late penalty on Friday night. Surprised he didn't hit the woodwork with that one. I think that's what everyone was waiting for, just for it to rebound back to him off the crossbar. So I think it was an assist the week before and now a goal. And he's still only 5.5 million. So Mbumo, I think, is still up there as one of the best cheap midfielders, even though he was very frustrating for a long time. Connor Gallagher, I removed him from the watch list last week and straight away he's back on it and he probably will stay on it now until he finally makes it into my team. Two goals. The second one in particular was excellent. Seven shots in the game, three chances created. This guy is just such a good player. So yeah, obviously hurt me not owning him and I would like to own him at some point in the near future because every time I watch Crystal Palace, he passes the eye test. His underlying numbers are excellent as well. So well done if you had him and you got them 15 points. Finally, also a player I removed last week who's been added straight away again is James Madison. 43 points last four game weeks. Another huge one. Uh, looking good, looking confident. The only issue there is fixtures for Leicester are not great. I think the next four are quite tricky. I think Everton is in there, but there's a couple of tricky ones. So I don't think I'll go Madison just yet. If I was to buy any of these four midfielders, it's going to be Gallagher. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. The first one this week is from Benno. Stick with Josh King or switch to Emmanuel Dennis? So, yeah, like I said, that was frustrating. King hit the post and then the ball was cleared for a corner and Dennis scores on another occasion. If Josh King's ball goes in the back of the net, there's no corner and Dennis doesn't score. And then people will be asking, should we stick with Dennis or switch to Josh King? That's how quickly things change in FBL. So I think if you've got Josh King, you keep him. He's got the penalties and Dennis will probably go to the African Cup of Nations in the near future. I think the Nigeria manager was sacked recently, so I think that's going to be good news for Dennis because I don't think he was in favour under the old manager. So yeah, stick with King if you have him. And I'm probably more open to the double up this week than I was last week. There's still very few strikers that I like. So Dennis, obviously a fantastic option. You definitely keep him if you have him. But I still think Josh King is capable of matching him over the next couple of game weeks. So, yeah, I don't think it's worth a transfer to go from King to Dennis. I think you can either save your transfer for the chaos or you can use it more wisely elsewhere in your squad. Question from Ishank. Who's the best Rafinha replacement from Foden, Bernardo Silva and Jared Bowen? Now, I don't think we should be selling Rafinha. I said it last week 
and obviously I benched him. I had him as my first sub because I expected him to come in given the time of year we're in and there is lots of rotation. So it was frustrating for the seven points to stay stuck on the bench. I think I'm going to do the same thing again this week. He's probably going to be my first sub for the Manchester City fixture because I always back Manchester City for a clean sheet. But again, I think there's a good chance Rafinha will come in. And if he does, I don't mind because it was a very encouraging performance against Chelsea. He had five goal attempts in that game. He's on penalties now as well, which is a big factor. So I still think Rafinha's a keep and I don't think it matters too much whether you start him or whether you bench him because he's just such a good player. So the answer to this question is I would just keep Rafinha and either save your transfer or use it elsewhere. If you're set on selling Rafinha for a short time when the fixtures are not that easy, and if you are looking to decide between Foden, Bernardo or Jared Bowen, I think I would lean towards a Manchester City midfielder given West Ham's disappointing performance in terms of FPL against Burnley. Foden or Bernardo, I still think it's a close call. I brought in Bernardo last week. Foden was on the bench, but I still I still really like Foden as an FPL option. I think I was making the decision this week. I'd probably go Foden over Bernardo. I just think he's, he's more exciting. I think he's more capable of getting high attacking returns on a more frequent basis. So I'm a happy Bernardo Silva owner. I might look to bring Foden in alongside him in the near future. But last week it was different because Foden had the niggle and we knew there was a chance he'd be on the bench. So it was an easy decision last week to get Bernardo. This week, I'd be very tempted to go Foden over Bernardo. And I think I would stay away from Gundogan now because he's got that back issue. Question from FPL Bean Counter. Bowen or Gallagher? Gallagher's form and fixtures are hard to ignore, but Bowen has good fixtures and underlying stats and is more of a differential at 7.3% ownership. So I try not to let ownership come into it when I make my decisions. If you're making a straight shootout between Bowen and Gallagher, just you know focus on fixtures, focus on the guy who you think is going to score the most points over the next, whatever, four or five game weeks. So I think Bowen versus Gallagher is a very tricky decision if you're trying to buy one of them this game week because I had a look at the fixtures there. Both teams have very good fixtures. West Ham do have Arsenal this week, which is not the greatest. Crystal Palace probably have slightly better fixtures over the next three or four game weeks. In my mind, Bowen is more of a forward, more of a goal scorer than Gallagher. Gallagher to me is more of a midfielder, but he just keeps producing it FPL-wise. He is getting in the box an awful lot. And like I mentioned earlier, those stats from the game at the weekend are very, very impressive for Gallagher against Everton. So I think a bit of recency bias here, of course, but I think I would lean towards Gallagher over Bowen this week if I was buying a midfielder. But I think it's a very close call. I brought in Jared Bowen last week. I'm happy to own him. His numbers were pretty decent in that game as well at the weekend. So I'm hopeful over Christmas that Bowen will do well. But it's a it's a it's a very close call. But yeah, it's hard to ignore Gallagher given what he's done, not just in the most recent game week, but all season. You know, four double digit returns is amazing for a player at his price. Question from Vivek. Is it time to drop the double Chelsea defence? I have James and Rudiger. If I do drop one, which one should go? I don't think we should bail on the Chelsea double defence just yet. I know it's been very frustrating. I know they've been conceding a lot of goals. But in particular, these guys like Rudiger, Rhys James, Alonso, they've all got the attacking potential. So I still think they're very good picks. Fixers for Chelsea are Everton, Wolves, Aston Villa and Brighton in the next four. So none of the big sides. I think there's a good chance of, of clean sheets and attacking returns for all three defenders that I mentioned there. So I think stay the course. 
Obviously, Kante and Kovacic missing, I think, is the biggest factor in the clean sheets. Hopefully, they'll be back soon. But for me, I've got James and I've got Alonso and I've got no intention of selling either before Everton because I think Everton is one of the best fixtures of the season. They're a bit of a mess at the moment. And I think if you've got Rüdiger, I think the same applies. Rüdiger basically is a wing-back you know, popping up in the box as often as he does to win those two penalties. So I would stick with them at least for the Everton game. Maybe if they don't keep a clean sheet against Everton or they don't get the attacking returns, maybe then it's time to think about losing one of them. But for me, I'm going to stick with a double up for the time being. Question from Cahill Doherty. Who to get rid of first, Wilson or Antonio? And is Watkins the top replacement? So looking at fixtures... When it comes to Wilson versus Antonio, it's an easy sell for Wilson because he has Liverpool, Manchester City and Manchester United in the next three games and obviously Newcastle are not as good as West Ham. West Ham on the other hand, Arsenal next, then it's a nice run of three games for the likes of Antonio and Bowen, Norwich, Southampton and Watford. So that's where I'm clinging on to those three fixtures for Antonio that he can get back amongst the goals in those. And hopefully before that, hopefully he gets something against Arsenal. But to me, Norwich, Southampton and Watford as three fixtures in a row is as good as it gets for attackers. So hopefully Antonio will do the business there. So I would keep Antonio. I would sell Wilson. And I do think Watkins is the best replacement. There's very few replacement options. Aston Villa's next five fixtures, Norwich, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds and Brentford. So I think they're all good because even Chelsea are conceding goals. Uh, so there should be goals for Watkins in there. The only slight concern I have there is the COVID situation at Aston Villa. So hopefully we get some updates on that before the deadline. I think the last thing I read was one player had tested positive. So hopefully it's not Ollie Watkins because I'm eyeing him up myself as a transfer for midweek. So yeah, sell Wilson, keep Antonio and by Watkins would be my advice there, Cal. Question from Josh. Which players should we definitely not sell to raise money to get Ronaldo? I like this question. So which players should you keep in your team regardless of whether you want to get Ronaldo or not? So the obvious ones, Trent, Salah and Jota. They play Newcastle midweek, so don't sell any of those guys to get Ronaldo. I would keep Cancelo as well, even though he's suspended. Some people will be tempted to lose him because he's got the red flag. Just keep him. He's one of the best players in the game. Just bench him this week. Phil Foden and Bernardo Silva, if you own those two guys, I would keep them. And I think Gallagher has to be included here now, given what he did at the weekend. If you have him, you don't sell him. You don't sell Gallagher to a Brownhill to get Ronaldo. I think you just keep Gallagher and try to find a different way to get the Manchester United forward. Question from Kev Keegan, FPL. Finally lost patience with Vardy. Is he a hold for Spurs? If not, who's the best option to replace him? So yeah, Vardy frustrating. I think he's been on the bench for the last two Premier League games now. You can't hold a player like that when they're 10 plus million. So I think you've answered your own question, Kevin, when you've said you've lost patience with Vardy. So I think he's a sell for you now. The best options to replace him if you've got cash in the bank, or maybe if you've got two free transfers, you can find a way to get to Ronaldo. I think if you're going to own a premium striker, Ronaldo is the one to own. Ollie Watkins, if you want to downgrade, for the reasons mentioned earlier. I still think Michael Antonio is a fine player to transfer in because he's got good fixtures, even though he's been very disappointing. And if you want to free up a lot of cash by selling Vardy to put your cash into midfield or defence, you can go all the way to Dennis or King, 
at Watford, or even Timo Pukki, who I'd like to look of in the most recent few game weeks. Pukki, good player for December, always plays 90 minutes on penalties, and Norwich have looked pretty good under Dean Smith. So I think what I'd be looking to do if I had Vardy, priority I'd probably be trying to get to Ronaldo, because your team structure already has a premium striker. If not, I would probably go to Watkins. Question from Lee Thompson. Is Dallow a possible Liveramento replacement? I think he absolutely is now. Another start. It was a clean sheet for Dallow. He did pick up a yellow card in the game. I think that's why he got the five-pointer. In terms of Liveramento, had a look at his numbers. He scored just five points over the last five game weeks. He's averaging one point a game at the moment. So Southampton, I think, are on a downward trajectory. They've got lots of injury issues. So I I don't like Livermento as much as I did earlier in the season. And I think if you really want to get Dallow, I think Livermento is a good player to sell for him. And I've heard a few people mention... You know, if you got Livermento at four million, you should keep him. But I don't think that's the case because if he's if he's only going to get you one point a week, he's not much good to you. You know, I never worry too much about team value. If you think Dallow is a much better option, just get him and don't worry about the value you've got tied up in Livermento. Question from Matt Gilbert: Any advice for people who feel like they are just treading water? My rank has barely changed in the last seven or eight game weeks, and it's becoming frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. If your if your rank isn't moving too much over a, a long spread of game weeks, but it could always be worse. You know, there's people on probably on seven or eight red arrows at the moment, and they would dream to be in your position of just holding rank for seven or eight game weeks. And the way I'm playing this season, and I probably do every season, I look at December as as a time for survival. You just get through December as best you can because it's chaotic. You know, game weeks are coming thick and fast. You've got injuries to deal with. You've got suspensions. You've got COVID postponements. So you just kind of get through it as much as you can. You don't worry too much about your rank fluctuating in December. And then once we get to January, when things calm down, we've got one game week a week. We've got a lot more time for planning. We'll hopefully have a lot less fixture disruption as well by then. So for me, it's just about getting through December, not worrying too much about rank. And then really just going for it second half of the season. Hopefully you have all your chips left and that's where the big gains are made. So don't look at, at treading water as a negative at the moment. I think it, I would look at it as a positive because it's very easy to fall in rank during December as well. You know, I've, I've been talking to quite a few people who've had, you know, four or five awful game weeks and they've got very good teams and, and things are just not going their way. So yeah, don't panic. Just keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, just aim to survive during this very crazy period. Final question is from Daniel. What are my thoughts on triple captain and Salah at home against Newcastle? They just shipped four versus Leicester, but there will be double game weeks ahead for Spurs. Now, Daniel wasn't the only person who asked about triple captain Salah against Newcastle. So quite a few people are very tempted. So for me, I don't really like it just because it's December and there's so many fixtures and no player is safe from rotation. I don't think Salah will be benched against Newcastle, but there's always a small chance of it at this time of year. And the other reason I don't like it is I always like a double game week from a triple captain. You know, the possibility of 180 minutes as opposed to 90 minutes. As good as Salah has been this season, I would probably rather a Spurs player for 180 minutes, someone like Son, over Salah for 90 minutes against Newcastle. But if you feel very, very strongly that Salah's going to play and Salah's going to destroy Newcastle midweek, which could easily happen. 
I wouldn't stop you. And I can see it already. I can see people triple captaining them. And I can see the, the scores being posted on Friday on Twitter, you know, 50-odd points for triple captain Salah. So, yeah, I think it is it is viable. But personally, it's not in my thoughts. And I will be waiting for a double game week. Not necessarily Spurs. I'm sure there'll be plenty of other teams with double game weeks in the second half of the season as well. And if COVID does cause a lot of carnage over the next couple of weeks, we could end up with a triple game week at some point. You just never know given the uncertainty this season. So yeah, for me, Salah will just be a regular captain for me against Newcastle, not a triple captain. But best of luck if you go for it. Uh, Because if you do well, I do well. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Game Week 17 captaincy. Again, Salah's at home to Newcastle. I think it's a very easy captaincy decision. This week, I wouldn't look anywhere else. If you are someone who likes to look elsewhere, Jota or Trent are very good options against Newcastle as well. Ronaldo is away to Brentford. Manchester City are at home to Leeds. And Chelsea are at home to Everton. So there's good fixtures there for United, City and Chelsea. But when the best player in the world at the moment plays at home... To Newcastle, one of the worst teams in the Premier League. You don't overthink it. You captain Salah. Game week 17 transfers. I've got one free transfer. The plan going into this midweek was to get rid of Ivan Tony and bring in Ollie Watkins. But I need to monitor the Aston Villa situation. Not just the Aston Villa situation. I need to monitor everything in the league right up until deadline to make sure there's no more postponements or other players who have COVID issues. So if everything goes smoothly, probably about 30 minutes before the deadline, I will pull the trigger on Tony out for Ollie Watkins. Best of luck for the midweek game week, folks. And I'll talk to you again on Friday ahead of the Game Week 18 deadline. Remember, Tuesday deadline this week, 6pm UK time, don't miss it. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Talk to you soon, folks. The Athletic.